Hello and welcome to our new podcast, which it all stems around fixing football. I'm James. I'm here alongside my friend Seth. Hi, Seth. Good evening. Hello. Right. Well, firstly, uh, we should probably just explain how we came up with our name. So it might look like FIFA, but it isn't. No. No, no, no. There's um, absolutely no similarities whatsoever. No. Um, in fact, you can see the punctuation for a start. Yeah. And I don't think the real FIFA has a question mark or an explanation mark. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So um, what does uh, our FIFA stand for? It stands for... I can't remember what it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're fine, Sess, and we're here to assure everyone that football is fixable. All right? That is true, yeah. I, can, I, I forgot that because it's, it's so unlike the real FIFA that... It's yeah, I don't just, know why. What made you think of FIFA anyway? Well, just, or did I mention FIFA? I don't know why we... <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I think I may have mentioned it, but I think I got away with it. <laughs> right. So today, our first issue comes down to how we use trophies to decide how good a player or a team or whatever is. Is it yeah. are trophies the be all and end all Cess? This is a big one. Um, no. Trophies are they are uh, team trophies, team awards, which you can't use to justify an argument for individual greatness. Yeah. Um, so for example, um, when Haaland came second to Messi uh, in the World Cup the argument that, two arguments that uh, people seem to have for Haaland was the number of goals and he won a treble. <clears throat> but the argument of he won a treble surely goes to Calvin Phillips as well. So is Calvin Phillips ah. the best midfielder uh, of that season? Good uh, point, I, yeah. I would say not. I don't think he was the best uh, midfielder uh, probably called Phillips that season. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So something like that. Uh, I would say is a, is a highlighter to show that uh, it's a it's a team award, isn't it? It's it, it's given that trophy is given to the team. So I, I would say both of us agree that if a team wins the World Cup, we would say uh, Argentina won the World Cup. Yeah, we they were the best team. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't say Messi won the World Cup because if we say that, then we also have to say Lautaro Martinez won the World Cup, and he was dreadful in that World Cup. Oh yeah, well yeah, very good player, and we have, no, and that's the other thing we should probably point out. We don't have any agendas in the sense we we we're here to highlight a certain player or a certain pundit or something like no. that. We love football. We love listening to podcasts. We you know we love listening to football shows and everything, don't we? We absolutely every day yeah. we're always talking about it, and it just got to a point where we realised, hang on a minute, we, this needs examining a bit more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a few particular cases we want to look at then. So. Seth, do you want to take us through the first one? So, yeah, Talk Sport, I think, was it? Talk Sport, yeah. The first uh, one is a chat between Jason Cundy and Jamie O'Hara on Talk Sport. Right. This is about uh, just under a year ago, uh, around this time last year. And they were picking their greatest 11 of all time. Uh, and in this video, they were pretty much only talking about defend uh, goalkeepers. Right, okay. And they had a. <clears throat> A caller say suggests Schmeichel, and he said he's the he's a Man United fan. So he said he's seen Schmeichel all his life. He's yeah. going to be one of the uh, the greatest. Jamie O'Hara immediately uh, shot him down. That one, yeah, shot uh, shot him down. 
and uh, eventually in the video uh, they both agreed it's Buffon. Another caller called in as well and said it's Buffon and uh, Jamie O'Hara specifically said that it's got to be Buffon or Casillas because they did it on the world stage. They won the World Cup. Ah, right. And yeah. they poo-pooed the idea that Schmeichel winning the Euros isn't the same as Buffon or Casillas winning the World Cup. They're the trophies we'll be talking about uh, in this first segment. Uh, okay, yep. I don't know about you, but personally for me, if, we're, <clears throat> if we just look at trophies, I would say Schmeichel winning the Euros with Denmark is a better achievement than Buffon winning the World Cup with Italy. So we'd actually so the World Cup you'd say is the the pinnacle, isn't it? That's yeah. the trophy everyone wants to win. Yeah. Or every team, should we say, wants to win. Yeah. But actually, from Schmeichel's point of view, the team he was in, like you say, that was a, more of an achievement than winning the World Cup. Yeah. Um, being Argentina or whoever wins yeah. that World Cup sort of thing. So if you if you say who's more likely to win uh, a tournament, Italy or Denmark, everyone will say. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe not. Not right now, considering uh, no. Italy's status. But even now, when Italy struggles to get into any tournaments, they won the Euros. Yeah, true. They have that kind of history, that kind of culture, and you know, yeah. you never put. They're the big teams you think of them: France, yeah. Brazil, Argentina, that kind of thing. You always have those names in the hat, don't you? As your favourites. Yeah, exactly. And you you are effectively judging people based on where they happen to be born. Is, yeah. is George Best not a good player because he never won the World Cup? He never even played in a World Cup. Or was he just unlucky to have been born in a country that's not famously uh, yeah. strong nationally? It's, it's, <laughs> so it's discrimination is what it, it is. It is complete discrimination. Yeah, we're <laughs> right. trying to solve racism in this podcast. <laughs> so, so we are fixing the world, actually. Yeah, we are. You know, actually I, I just had that in the script. But actually, that's, uh, yeah. uh, that's actually we're, we're, we, we might get knighthoods or something for this. It's not a bad idea. Can you get a knighthood if you weren't born in this country? You just have to be a British citizen, right? Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. We might be going slightly off topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think with, with this specific um, uh, video we're talking about, it's just about the, the national uh, teams, the national trophies. But yeah. I would say, just with the arguments that they had, you can make an argument that Buffon is the greatest keeper. I think a, a lot of people, uh, the majority of people, would actually probably choose Buffon and Casillas. Uh, at one point, they said Casillas has won the Champions League, though. So is that uh, a way to say that he's better than Buffon? Because for me, I, I've always said that Manuel Neuer is the greatest keeper I've ever seen. Yeah, Over yeah, I can vouch for that. You, you don't stop talking about exactly. <laughs> Noir yeah. is your favourite keeper. I talked about Manuel Oh yeah, um, and he's uh, Germany won the World Cup. He, I think, did Bayern Munich win two Champions Leagues with him? at the very least one. Yeah. So was it two? Yeah. So if you're if you're just going on trophies, then actually it should be Manuel Neuer on top of uh, over the top of uh, Buffon. Trophies are a great indication to show that a player is good enough to be chosen for a team that is capable of winning. It shouldn't be a measure to say how great you are. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we're starting to make our point then. We've got a few more um, scenarios we'll bring to you to prove why yeah. we need to be more mindful how we use trophies. Trophies are valid. We do absolutely acknowledge them. 
but we need to give them that context and sort yeah. of be aware of the situation behind them. Like we say, you'll be discriminating some players because of where they're born, for example, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, you, can, you have people like Ryan Giggs, I think, what does he have, 13 Premier League Premier medals? League, yeah, I think, yeah. And you, you can't necessarily say he's the greatest winger because look at all the Premier Leagues, but you can say he must be incredible to be constantly picked for a team. For that team. That yeah. keeps winning. For such a long period You've of time. You've got to be good, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so maybe longevity and these other factors, you know, should come into it as well. Um, so, to illustrate this further, we have another kind of uh, clip we've been looking at. Um, yeah. Do you want to explain where you found this one, Seth? So, this one was yesterday, actually, uh, from a podcast called 888 Sport. It's with four YouTubers. This one specifically was Turkish, Paul, Expressions, and Rory. Go on, Turkish. <laughs> yeah, no Arsenal bias there. Um, <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> they were making their top five lists for the best uh, players with the best individual season in the Premier League. Um, so they had uh, Henri, what, what year would that have been when he had that? Uh... 2003, it was 2-3 I think it was, Okay. The, before the Invincibles, yeah. Before the Invincibles. So yeah, they had that, they had uh, Suarez, 13-14 to 14, when he... Um... Phenomenal that was, yeah. Yeah. Like well, Paul well said, he was at, at the beginning of that season. He was still digesting Ivanovic. Um, <laughs> so, Very nice. Yeah, yep. uh, you had um, Bale as well. I think it was the season before he left uh, for Real Madrid. Uh, Salah oh, yeah. when he yep. scored thirty-two goals. Haaland last season scoring thirty-six goals. So they had to rank from one to five who they thought had the best individual seasons. So was it, they weren't given players and then they had to put them in order, were they? Or Yeah, I think they were given seven or eight So they names. didn't come up with their... Oh, okay, right. Got yeah. Um, three, three out of the four of them chose Haaland. As number one? His, as number one, yeah. Um, right, guess, okay. guess who chose Henri out of the four of them? Um, Probably the Spurs guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spurs was there a Spurs guy on there? <laughs> Did you say? <laughs> Expressions of Spurs fan. Oh, yeah. right. right. Um, no, Sorry, what's his name? <laughs> Turkish, quite surprisingly, the Arsenal fan, went for Henri. Oh, did he? Yeah. But he's quite clever, Turkish, you know. It's not quite what you were saying before, but all right. <laughs> I do love you, Turkish. I love you. <laughs> so, yeah, they chose Haaland uh, because of two reasons. They, they said that he scored 36 goals, destroyed... The, the tally uh, for oh you broke the record for the number of goals yeah and, um, yeah and it was a great season no doubt oh yeah and the other reason is because he won the treble they said he won the treble he won the treble oh yeah. right but I uh, thought Man City won the treble no 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 uh, Calvin Phillips is the best midfielder uh, in the world right now right he won a treble oh okay yeah oh so that's that's how we see it now trophies <laughs> mean everything um, right so this is why we're here because no yeah. it doesn't we need to correct this. And like, like we always say, don't don't hit at us saying uh, you guys are taking away from Haaland's uh, credibility. No, the opinion that Haaland is number one is not what we have a problem. No, with. No, 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 absolutely fine. The the fact that you would put him number one because he's won a treble is yeah. what the problem is. It's the evidence you're using is flawed. Yeah. Not not the actual outcome necessarily. Exactly. Trophies shouldn't really take too much of an effect because. For me, I would say it's Suarez, because Suarez was banned for the first five games, and I think Liverpool had drawn and lost one, uh, two of those five games. 
Then he went on to score 31 goals in 33 games. And I can't remember, if it was about 12 assists as well, I think. And they almost won the league with a team that I would say would have struggled to get into the top four. Without him. Without him, yeah. Whereas Haaland, without Haaland, they'd won, I think it was two trophies the season before. Yeah, and in the last, was it, five years or something, they've won four Premier Leagues or exactly. something yeah. like that. So, he, it, so there's no goals. doubt the side he's joining is already an elite side. Yeah, and his goals absolutely helped uh, cement the trophies that they got. And in no way are we taking away from the fact that Haaland is an absolute beast no. yeah. and he's one of the best players in the world right now. Yeah, That's not what we're Can, talking about. Yep. We're talking about the fact that Agreed. just to say he's won the treble means nothing. It's... That means that uh, every player who got uh, the medals, the Premier League trophy and everything, they should be seen at the same light as him because they've won yeah. the trophies. It was the teams that won it, wasn't it? It's not. This isn't boxing where one boxer beats another. It's not tennis where one player beats another. This is a team game where the entire team together wins uh, the trophy together. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, on that then, just a little sort of sub-question within that. So what about individual trophies, like player of the year then? Does that add extra weight to individual players, do you think? Or I think it can, yeah. Especially the longer time goes. The longer time goes? longer time goes. I don't really know how Longevity? to say it. Well, the, the, the further... Consistency? further away you go from someone winning the Ballon d'Or, for example, right. the more people will forget about what, what, was, what went around that. So, for example, oh, in 20 right. years' time... People look back at the fact that uh, Messi won the Ballon d'Or and think, well, it's because he was the best player that year. Not necessarily. I mean, Messi got given the Ballon d'Or because of what he did in the World Cup. Maybe the, ro- the romance of it. And that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so effectively what we're saying is he got given a Ballon d'Or because of, what, seven games in a year? So seven games of a World Cup. I mean, we are aware, obviously, there will be other factors within that as well but yeah if we are putting it seems to be a, that world cup did weigh quite heavy in that decision yeah sometimes yeah, it, it does did. certainly feel that way yeah uh so i think it, people will forget what goes around uh, a ballon d'or uh, as time goes by but it's more of that is literally an individual uh, award an accolade so you could use that more towards if someone keeps winning the ballon d'or there's got to be something good about them so I suppose what you're saying there then is really any trophy, even the individual ones, yes, maybe they can have a certain weight to them, but what's the context behind that as well? So, yeah. you know, look at the situation we're talking about. It will eventually become a statistic in history, but to really understand it and to really use that in your argument, you need to actually be aware what caused that statistic to, to emerge, yeah. if you like. Yeah, exactly. If you're thinking about the best players, if we take City as an example, they just want to treble, I, I would argue that Haaland would, might not even get into the top three of best players for City because City was a, such a strong team. Yep, yep. You could make just as strong a case for Kevin De Bruyne, David Rodri, Silver. David Silver. Uh, well, he, was David he there? Silver he was wasn't there. in the treble. Um, wasn't he there last year? No. Oh. He left like two years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely qualified for this podcast, <laughs> Lark. Has it so, been two years already? Something wow. like that, yeah. What a player he was. Yeah, true. And then you look at from Edison in goal, like what yeah. an impact he's had. Um, and Diaz, Diaz had a great season defensively. Yeah, yeah. so you could so, pick out so many stars, couldn't you? Yeah, exactly. And I think this season has shown that uh, without Rodri, 
they are fragile. Um, well, yeah, that's something which we might come up in a. It might come up in another episode potentially. Looking at most important players and things, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so I would say that um, just just measuring people on trophies isn't isn't enough. You can look at uh, Gareth Bale, for example. How many uh, Champions League medals has he got? And no doubt, he's an absolutely phenomenal player. Probably one of the best British uh, players uh, that there's ever been. But you can't judge him based on the number of Champions Leagues that he's won because quite often he was on the bench. Yeah. What you can judge him on is how he played and how he played when we saw him in the Premier League, for example. He had that X factor. Yeah, that phenomenal. Something, another thing we'll bring into it. The X factor, the wow factor, isn't it? Something that can just get you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, exactly. But there's no no meaning or uh, um, there's no way you can really back uh, yourself in saying... He's great because look at the trophies. All right. Okay. So I think we need one more example just to prove our point. Yeah. So I think you have another one for me as well, right? Yes. Um, Was it the striker one you were mentioning before? Yeah. So this was uh, also yesterday. It was between Boovy and Flav on the the podcast. uh, Is that the Spurs guy? You love him. uh, Yeah. People might be getting a few hints of what where my allegiances lie. Yeah, love well, you, Turkish. It's uh, everyone should know that um, we 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 come up with great ideas and everything, but James <laughs> is hilariously biased when it comes to Arsenal. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I suppose actually we should come out and be um, transparent with our own biases. Bias is another area of our method. We will look at in another episode. Um, but yeah, we love football. We support teams ourselves. Can I? put you on the spotlight as well and actually Absolutely. say who you support. I mean, yeah. The one, well, the great... Oh, but I support a team where you cannot have any bias. Really? There is no way you can bring bias into well, it. Well, we will find I that. support Everton. <laughs> and when you're right. a team that is no threat to anyone, you cannot be biased. Oh, right. Is that how bias works, is it? Yeah. There's oh, okay. no point in questioning it. Let's move on. Okay. Um, no. Actually, to be, to be honest, there is bias, but... Um, it's I suppose a lot like, of these top debates don't tend to... It just so, doesn't include... So maybe certain of, you know, a lot of the topical debates don't tend to involve Everton. Yeah, so if you talk about the relegation you'll um, be less biased battles, than those. then I could be uh, biased, but yeah. Top five relegation battles. <laughs> exactly. That'd be but a great one. When it comes to um, the the top end of the table, Everton just never really comes into the debate. So my bias doesn't really mm. uh, get questioned, I think. Okay, and we're predominantly looking at the Premier League era, because Everton used to be... Fighting for titles, yeah. from what I hear. And, yeah, and what and, I... until Gary Lineker ruined it for Everton. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I suppose we... they did win what? the season after him, but... Uh, <laughs> it, when I... It's a bit of a, a side note. Um, when I was uh, growing up in Japan, um, he played in the uh, the Japanese league. Oh, was it Grand Pass 8? Yeah. Because that was where Arsene Wenger was as well. Yeah. I'm not an Arsenal fan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, um, apparently my dad... Um, would always say that uh, I'd I'd be looking out for him all the time, and I'd be really happy when I see oh, uh, Gary Lineker. That's a cool yeah. story. So I had a bit of a bit of a link with Gary from my my childhood. Oh. So Gary, if you're listening to this, you're welcome on our podcast as a guest anytime. You know. Well, are we sure? You know, we we have to consider whether. Oh yeah, we've got other people to consider yeah. first, but yeah, we'll yeah. eventually invite Gary. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, that's fair. But yeah, anyway, the, the third video. Oh, so, uh, um, yeah, so here we go. So we're, we're yeah. bringing in one 
more example of how trophies are probably misused as a way of measuring yeah the in this case was the best striker was it well the Bouvier and Flav were trying to make their all-time 11 uh, combined a uh, combined 11 of Man City and yeah. Spurs all right for the game this weekend yeah yeah and Bouvi for the strikers said Aguero and Flav said Kane okay and quite specific I'll, I'll read you out the exact words that... Uh, oh, we have quotes. Boobie we have said. quotes. Yeah. He said, why are we debating players that haven't won anything? He's not won anything. Now, guess who he's talking about there? Um, let me think. I'm going to enjoy saying this. Uh, was it Kane? It was Kane. Oh, yes. right, yeah. That's 10 points to Gryffindor there. <laughs> so, yeah, so his argument, uh, among others, uh, to be fair to him, was that... We shouldn't even be debating Kane because Kane hasn't won a trophy. Right. Okay. Now, for me, I don't know about you, but Kane's phenomenal. Uh, he's and not bad, is he? And I can admit that. You yeah, know, he's, he's better than I am. Uh, well, yeah. And he, uh, you know, he was in the Arsenal youth team. He's just understandable. You that's know, true. Was, that's what got we, rid of him. Yeah, they, he wasn't good enough work. for us. Yeah, but he is yeah. phenomenal. He, oh, um, yeah. I'm uh, get me out of this hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you've had ever since you got rid of Kane, you've had those. Brilliant strikers for Arsenal up front. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Name, name two. Uh, Bentner. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Lord oh, Bentner, that is Lord to you, Bentner. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, give you Shamak. Ah, oh, well, who? Adebayor was good, although there's a bit of history there, which some fans, some Arsenal I'm... fans, might not be too pleased. Yeah, anyway, moving on. Brought him up. <laughs> moving swiftly on. More so, quotes, yeah. please. Change the subject. Uh, well. Um, what else do we have then? So, so Kane is clearly not the best because he's never won a trophy, is what Yeah, we're, we're kind of examining there. Yeah, exactly. And Flav, actually, before the, the debate started, he actually said, and I quote, just say another argument either than he's won the league 16 times. And so he already was actually saying a similar thing to our, yeah. our very own method. Yeah. That just making the argument of... Oh, Aguero, look at how many trophies he's won. That's not an argument to say that one player is better than another. I think as a Spurs fan, uh, Spurs fans in general probably can relate to our method a lot because they can't judge players on trophies because Spurs haven't won a trophy since 2008. Sorry, sorry, say that again. (laughs) No, yeah, very good point. So, um, and I completely agree in that, Kane, you'd be surely a bit sort of misinformed to just toss him away because he hasn't won a trophy I mean there are other yes statistics as well that can support his case for being a a, you know one of the best Premier League strikers we've seen surely yeah and I I would say that neither of us would be unhappy if instead of Kane we have Aguero in our team I don't think oh no no yeah (laughs) push him out of bed absolutely Two, yeah, two phenomenal players. But again, whatever your opinion is, we want to see like, how do you actually make that yeah. final decision. Movie's arguments shouldn't have gone down the idea of trophies. Right. Because it doesn't matter about trophies. He started talking about um, uh, goals per game ratio, but I think Kane's actually higher on goals per game ratio, so even with that argument. When it comes to statistics anyway, I mean, we will talk about statistics more broadly speaking in, in future episodes anyway, but in terms of... Um, both of those players, they're going to have some statistics in their favour, yeah. aren't they? They're both phenomenal players. And there's, again, 
we'll go back to what we said at the start. There's no right answer here, really. No. They're both phenomenal. Both can have... We're not saying that Boovie's wrong in saying Guerrero. We're not saying Flav is wrong is in saying Kane. What we are saying is wrong, and this is the way we're trying to fix the world, <laughs> yeah. is that you don't measure those two players by trophies. Right. I think, I think if we were managers... And we were, uh, the, the director says, right, what players do you want? First thing you don't say is, who's got the most trophies? Can we go for those players? Yeah, true, yeah. Because you end up with, what, Danny Carvajal in right back when he's <laughs> yeah. in his mid-30s and you think, well, we need to find someone for the future. No, no. Well, he, he's won the most he's trophies. Clearly, yeah, he's, he's the best player. Yeah, he must be. Yeah, yeah. Let's forget about... I don't know, Carl Walker, and I ain't saying that Carl Walker's won a lot of trophies. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Another phenomenal player there. Yeah. All right then, well, so show, shall we put our method into the test then? So how would we, going back to that first um, area that we were examining, the talk sport, yeah. um, Schmeichel, Jason, um, and Jamie. Jason and Jamie were talking about Schmeichel and Buffon and Cassius and stuff. Yeah. Um, so who would be, how would you come to your opinion on who the best keeper is? For me, uh, I've mentioned before, I don't know if I told you this before actually, I think Manuel Neuer is the best. Have I told ah, you that? You might have uh, slipped that in there, but yeah. did you ex- explicitly say why you came to that? No. You might have hinted that a few and things. And I'm uh, but... glad you asked. Okay. So the reason I say Neuer is, the entire time I've watched football, keepers, the, the way that keepers play didn't change until Neuer in around the early 20. Tens, I don't know how to say that. Uh, yeah. So we started seeing a player, uh, a goalkeeper, who would quite regularly stand on the halfway line. He'd be another outfield player. He would be able to distribute the ball around like no one else. He was the sweeper-keeper, wasn't he? Was he sweeper-keeper, that, that yeah. That term became synonymous. With exactly, yeah. yeah. And it, quite quickly, a lot of other teams realised that the keeper is another vital outlet for an attacking move. You needed another outfield player. And so you see the, the people like uh, Alisson and Edison doing it best nowadays, that is completely born of Neuer's achievements. Uh, so his impact on yeah. on the world of football. Yeah, exactly. Sense, so. and, and not only that, if you think back to uh, the 2014 World Cup onwards, a lot of the best saves I've ever seen come from him. So if you look at the the best keeper for a reactionary uh, save, just a, an outright save, absolutely fantastic at that. He, he won against uh, Arsenal. Oh, thank um, you. You're right. No, yeah. never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal lost that game as well, didn't they? Um, and he, that, I don't know how he did that. It was, was it Theo? That Walcott? save, I think it was Theo, yeah. Great, yeah, and great it was save. like a three-yard header. And I don't know how he managed to save that one. He's just as a, a keeper. He's got everything. Yeah. Uh, and then... And then to change goalkeeping pretty much forever. You know, That's the thing. So it's the legacy, isn't it? You added that, so the impact you're using as a, yeah. you know, adds that extra weight to your, to your yeah. evidence, if you like. Yeah, that. exactly. And he was of that generation where they just, the, the Germans managed to create a, a, a generation of players that just seemed incredible, didn't they? The, well, yeah, that generation, yeah. Yeah. The, the defence and everything. But... I don't think they would have been that had they not had that extra player in outfield. And you think uh, that style of keeping, like you say, Allison and Edison and stuff, the whole Premier League is now, you know, focused on having a keeper that can play out from the back. Yeah. 
Um, partly because how you can push your defenders wider and open up the the play and that kind of thing. So yeah. it's absolutely changed the, how we see football being played these days, isn't it? In the, yeah, you know. and other people have differing opinions because they might have seen less of Neuer. Uh, maybe they grew up um, more towards the end of his career. Uh, a lot of people, our parents' age, for example, would have seen other players uh, a lot more before Neuer. I don't really mind that. Yeah. I, I just, for me, I just think uh, I've just not seen anyone who's created a lasting legacy like he has. And if you want to use the statistics of trophies... I mean, he's certainly got plenty in his way. <laughs> exactly, well, yeah. yeah. All right, then. I think I did hear you also say earlier, so in terms of the player who's had the best individual season, mm. I think I heard you say Suarez. Is that right? Suarez, yeah. He's, uh, he's another one with the, the X factor. He's... Whenever he got the ball, I don't know how he did it, but he just kind of knocked it at people's legs and he would just bounce off exactly where he knew it, it would be. He was phenomenal, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and some of the things he did, you know the goal that, was it Newcastle? He's got, when the ball oh, come over the from behind his head, best he Premier League controls goal. it like on, on the top of his chest, underneath his chin. Shoulder. Shoulder, yeah. yeah. I don't know how he did that. And then the touch afterwards, I mean, that is yeah. one of the greatest goals, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's a player where uh, a, a lot of what you see, you can't practice. He, I'm yeah. sure he's it's never practiced trying to control a halfway line cross with a shoulder. He's, he's never said to someone, by the way, can you keep crossing it in from... <laughs> I need to do exactly this. Yeah. yeah. And he, for him, in that season, to be able to bring a team that would have struggled to get into the top four to within something like four points of winning the league after missing five games as well. That, that for me, was just mind-blowing. That, I think, is a bigger achievement than Haaland being put in a team which is already the best in the Premier League and making them slightly better. You know, you, you could say Haaland was fantastic for getting 36 oh, absolutely. Goals, yeah. But then again... Would peak Henri, Suarez, Shearer, uh, Lineker, these players, what would they have got if they were in that team? I'm not going to say they would have easily got the same as Haaland, but... Would you rather be going into a team like Man City's or going into that Liverpool side back in 2014? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're going to favour Man City's side and what yeah. what they are at the moment, that machine. And not only, yeah, not only that. Haaland's a, an absolute goal machine, but he doesn't necessarily provide too much to the players around him. He's the end he's the end solution for a goal. Yeah. Whereas Suarez, that was what was it, twelve assists just in the Premier League alone. He made Daniel Sturridge look positively world class that season. Yeah, it was because they had Sterling um, Sterling like a seventeen or eighteen year old. SAS Sterling. they called it, didn't they? Yeah. Um Yeah, exactly. All of them had great seasons. We have to say the Suarez impact you yeah. say have to say, but certainly from if you do that sort of eye test, you know, if you're looking yeah. at from what you're seeing on the pitch and how Suarez yeah. took that Liverpool side so close to yeah, and again um, you can you can make arguments for Haaland for Salah when he scored 32 goals, Henri, um, not many players could uh, achieve the number of goals and assists assists he did that season. But again, I suppose, and that's the thing. So as an Arsenal fan, be thinking about Thierry Henry is you know the king, he's amazing and that kind of thing. Yeah. But individual seasons, I mean, I think there's a strong case for that being up there statistically. Mm-hmm. But again, that Arsenal side was a top quality side at yeah. ju- at that point in time. Yeah. The the team that Henry was in um, was a more developed and complete side than maybe that Liverpool side were when Suarez was in that. Yeah. So. What you're saying is 
kind of persuading me as well. So it's, it's a good case. Oh, Again, yeah. there's not a right answer, is there? But no, but like like we said at the start, we are correct. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the thing is, you've got good evidence there, and you you know you're saying okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and we don't have to use trophies for it because Suarez didn't win any trophies that season. Okay, you know. Okay then. So um, there we are. So that's our our first issue solved. So trophies should not be used. No. As a sole measure of how good a player or a team is, you need to use the context and be aware of those other factors as well. Yeah, exactly. And when you next look at these pundits and YouTubers giving their opinions and using trophies as their method to get to their opinions, remember to just write a comment and just let them know in a nice, in a nice polite way. I think way. you'll find. Yeah, it's, it'll be good to have a look at uh, your opinion in a more varied way using... Uh, other aspects not just trophies yeah think about what you're saying please yeah. we have to listen to this and absolutely come back to us uh, leave us a comment uh, let us know what you think um, but like we said before we're, uh, we're right we are correct we yeah. are correct absolutely yeah. right so thanks for listening to our first episode of the Thief uh, podcast yeah, we uh, hope you learned from us uh, and, and found I that uh, I mean I think it's fair to say we've there's some good suggestions in there, right? Hmm. We've done pretty well. I'm pretty sure that uh, all the listeners now feel comfortable in uh, they they feel the trust. That yeah, we can football's fix in it. safe hands, hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because football's fixable, all right. Oh, it is, is it? Yeah, is it? Okay. Um, well, in that case, uh, please join us on our next episode. Follow us on our Spotify, um, and we look forward to you listening to us soon. Is that <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Thanks then. See Bye you then. Then.